uh, today I want us to, to just share, uh, we are going to share on prayer, uh, you know, the ABC uh, of prayer, you know, the ABCs of prayer. It's important that as a child of God, you pray. Actually, the lifeline of every child of God, um, you know, is prayer. So we have to dedicate our lives, uh, you know, to prayer, not to complaining, not to murmuring, not to talking about lots of stories. But it is time for us as the children of God to really, um, you know, find some space and also to pray. Now, I want to share on this message. Uh, maybe before, let me just sing a song. Uh, 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 maybe you can sing with me if you can. Uh, and then maybe from there we can, you know, share, our, you know, our message. Umkulego unamanda umasi kulega gogu kolwa uchesu uyalalela hapendu. now but hey Ooh, 
umkulego oleta gonke kuchesu gomkulego yes the road is heavy but god is able hallelujah uchesu uyalalela Oa pendule umkulego Oletago kegu chesu gomkulego Hallelujah Oletago kegu chesu Hallelujah. Oh, let go. Father, we bring everything to you. We know that you are able and you are more than enough. We bring our problems to you, our trials to you, our heavy laden are heavy burdens. We give them to you because we know that God, you are able and you are more than enough. Save us, mighty God. Save our nation. Save our AFM Agassia. Cover us with your blood. Send your angels to cover us wherever we go, to protect our children, our families. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we declare that our antibodies are strengthened by the power of God. We declare that no member of AFM Acacia will die from COVID-19 in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we declare that it is done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is so good. Now let's quickly go to our word uh, that I want us to share. I'm talking about the ABC of prayer. The ABC of prayer. You know, um, you know, um, it's important that we pray as the children of God as much as our body needs the, the oxygen, as much as a Christian life um, needs prayer. You know, prayer is invading the impossible. You know, it is an essential partnership um, of the redeemed child of God working hand in hand with God towards the realization of the redemptive power of the purposes of God's work here on earth. Hallelujah. So, uh, you know, uh, everyone knows God promises to respond to the prayers of his people. So, we are holding God on his word. And I want you to hold God on his word. Whenever you pray, don't just pray. Hold God on his word. It's important that when you pray also have scriptures of which you can hold God on his word. But one thing that we know is that everyone and that everyone knows is that God responds to prayer. We sing a song it's So God answers prayer. And you have to be convinced in your mind, in your heart, and in your soul that God answers prayer. You know, we are in a time 
where Christians are backsliding. We are in a time where Christians are unsure of their faith. We are in a time where the Christian faith has been shaken. But I want to say this to you. One of the foundations of Christian life is prayer. It's prayer. Hallelujah. And I want to assure you that God answers prayer. If you have forgotten or if you think that it has changed, it has not changed. God answers prayer. We have to stick with that as the children of God. Now, when we read uh, Proverbs chapter 15, verse 29, Proverbs chapter 15, verse 29, it says, The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. What a powerful scripture. It says God is far from the unsaved. God is far from those who do not believe. But it says, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. Who are the righteous? Those who have a relationship with him. If you have a relationship with God, a healthy relationship with God, you are righteous. And here it confirms, it says, God will listen to your prayer because you have a relationship with him, because you are a child of God. You are a child of God, and God listens to your prayer. So when you pray, believe in your heart, believe in your mind, believe in your soul that God hears you, and he's going to answer your prayer. Sometimes we pray for the sake of praying. We pray because of a, it's a ritual. We have made it a ritual. We no longer have faith in prayers, you know, because we've had so many delays, because so many things have happened to us, because we've had so many things, because we've, we've met so many obstacles, so, so many challenges, so many doctrines, winds of doctrines. But I want to tell you that when we pray, God hears us. And when you pray, God hears you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And this is the good news. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 12 to 13. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 12 to 13. It says, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me. And I will listen to you and you will seek me and find me. And when you search for me, with all what? With all of your heart. God says, you will call upon me. This is what God is saying. He says, when you call upon me, when you go and pray to me, he says, I will listen to you. So God hears us when we pray. He listens to us when we pray. And he says, and you will seek me and you will find me. And when you search for me, with all of your heart. Now listen, this is, this, is, this is the key. It says, and when you search for me with all of your heart. Meaning when you are passionate, when you are true in your prayers, when you pray in faith, when you pray with expectancy, when you pray and saying, God, I believe that things are going to work out for me. The situation does not look favorable. The environment does not look favorable. Even history is against me. Everything else is against me. 
But Lord, I believe you. I believe that I am healed. I believe that I am protected. I believe that, Lord, I am strong through and thick. I believe that, yes, even though I've lost my job, I'm going to find another one. Even though I've lost my promotion, I know that you will make a way where there is no way. And I will continue to praise you. I will continue to honor you. I will continue to trust in you. Instead of complaining, instead of talking about the things that do not happen, instead of, of talking about the negative, why not talk about the positive things and believe that God is hearing you and he will answer prayer? Now, the Bible says, don't become like the world. Sometimes we even share the things that the world is sharing. We even share the scary stuff that the world is sharing. We no longer share the word of God. We no longer share hope. We no longer share prayers. But we share what the world is sharing. What has happened to the church of God? Where is the church of God that will stand like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who say we refuse to bow down to all these things. We refuse to bow down to all these, uh, you know, COVID um, conspiracy theories and whatever that is said. But we're going to kneel. We are not going to kneel to these things, but we are going to kneel to our only God. Whether we get into the fire or not, but we're going to kneel to our only God. So God says, if you search for me with all of your heart, Bazalwani, search God with all of your heart. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 2 to 3. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 2 to 3. Thus says the Lord who made it, the Lord who formed it and established it. The Lord is his name. And he says, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Ah, listen to this. God says, call on me and I will answer you. Call on me and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. A lot of Christians are blinded at this time. They see nothing. The only thing we see is COVID and the rumors that are there. But we don't see what the Bible is saying. We don't get the revelation from the Bible. We don't get the revelation from his word. We don't get the, the revelation from God because we don't seek God. We're seeking rumors. We're seeking what is itching in our ears. We don't want to listen to what God is saying. Hallelujah. Seek what God is saying. Seek God. Says, Seek me and I will answer you and I will show you. And especially at this time, we are facing so much confusion. You need a spirit of discernment. You need God to open your spiritual eyes that you will not operate in your carnal self, that you will see things in the spiritual. And the devil is trying to distract Christians with smaller things, arguments about this and that and that, and the church is fighting about, uh, you know, COVID, who's going to bring what, who's going to bring the triple six, uh, Bill Gates is doing this, but I never hear people talking about what God is doing. And I want to say, pray and ask God and say, God, what are you doing? Enough about what the devil is doing. But what is God doing? Pray so that even when Jesus comes, 
he will find you to be ready. Hallelujah. 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 Everyone who reads the Bible can see Jesus' example of prayer and dependence of, you know, in God. Everyone who reads the Bible, we can realize that Jesus Christ devoted his life to prayer and dependence to God. If you are a prayerful Christian, it's a sign that you are depending on God. But if you are not praying, it means you are depending on your own strength and your own wisdom. Hallelujah. So Jesus often withdraw or withdrew from the multitudes, you know, to spend his time with the Father. If we say we are depending on the Father, we are not just trusting God, but we are depending on him. You see, it's easy to trust. I trust my friends, I trust my wife and you know all that. But a baby does not trust the mother. A baby depends on the mother. If the baby is hungry, the baby cries to the mother. If the baby has messed up, you know, uh, his diapers, cries to the mother. And the mother knows I must change. The mother knows I must buy. So the, if, if, if the mother neglects the baby, the baby will die. So the baby does not trust the mother but depends on the mother. The question is, do you depend on God or do you depend on the world system, on the world information? Do you depend on uh, uh, you know, your government job? Do you depend on your spouse? Do you depend on your salary? You know, are you, are you dependent on God? You know, sometimes we depend on things and not on God. The same faith we have trust in, especially when we have trust in the system. You know, you'll go to a hospital and they say, we are going to operate you. I want to show you how we trust men. And they say, sign a consent form to say you allow us to cut you. And whether you die or you live, uh, you know, just sign to say you, you allow us. So you are allowing an imperfect man to cut you, meaning you are having faith in this imperfect man. You don't know that this doctor maybe has epilepsy. He might be trying to cut you or maybe holding your heart, then he collapses with your heart or with your inner parts. You don't know that, but you trust the system. You even sign and say, yes, touch whatever that you have inside of me. If we can transfer the same faith we have in the system and we have in people and transfer that faith to God and pray God and believing him for greater things, I'm telling you, our lives are going to change for the better. Your life is going to change for the better. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So Jesus took some time to show his dependency from God. You know. Now when we, look, we read in Luke chapter 5 verse 15 to 16, it says, However, the report went around concerning him, and all the more and the great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him and their infirmities. So he himself often withdrew into the wickedness, into the, into the wilderness. Often, 
And so he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. Even Jesus, who was God, who was God, who was the son of man, he often took some time to pray. Who are we not to pray? I believe we don't qualify to call ourselves Christians if we don't devote our lives to prayer. Mark, Mark chapter 1 verse 35. Mark chapter 1 verse 35. Jesus prayed in the morning. You know, It says, now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. Who are you not to pray if Jesus could pray? Who are you not to pray? What are you trusting in? People trust in sangomas. People trust in magic powers, black power, evil power, witchcraft. People trust in water. People trust in all sorts of things. You say you are a Christian. What are you putting your trust on if you are not praying? Your life is in danger if you are not praying. Your spirit is in danger if you are not praying. Your soul is in danger if you are not praying. Because you become the playground of the devil. It is time to pray. Yes. At time, Jesus spent time away to go and pray in the night. Luke chapter 6, verse 12 to 13. Luke chapter 6, verse 12 to 13 says, Now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night, you know, all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called his disciples and he said, uh, you know, I'm going to choose uh, the 12 from you whom I will name my apostles. So Jesus' prayer life aroused a desire among his disciples. You know, this is what led them to him saying, teach us how to pray. They were so eager to pray. Are we having a church that is so eager to pray? Are we having a church that is so eager to say, Lord, teach us how to pray? There are many reasons. There are many reasons why people do not pray. You know, there are many reasons why people do not pray. So sometimes the problem is, is spiritual in nature. Why people don't pray. And these are the reasons. Number one, lukewarmness in your relationship with the Lord or my relationship with the Lord. If you are lukewarm in your relationship with God, you will not pray. I promise you, you will not pray. This is one of the reasons why people are not praying. Because people are lukewarm. Half Christian, half not Christian. Not devoted to God. Not devoted to a relationship with God. God says, if you are lukewarm, I will spit you out. You are neither hot 
you are neither cold. As a child of God, you are either hot or cold. And I'm asking you to say put yourself on the stove of prayer to be hot. It is not time for us to be lukewarm. The devil is ruling. The devil is taking over our children. The devil is taking over the churches. The devil is taking over the hospitals. The devil is taking over the government. The devil is taking over every sphere of life. But we are full of lukewarm Christians. It is not time to be lukewarm. It is time to be hot for God. It is time to revive your relationship with God. Number two, lack of forgiveness towards others. If you walk with an unforgiving heart, you will not pray. I'm, I promise you. Unforgiveness makes you not to pray. Go and fix your stuff. If there are people that you haven't forgiven, release them. Otherwise, you will not have a prayer life at all. It will destroy your prayer life. Unforgiveness is a prayer eater. It destroys prayers. Number three, a disobedient lifestyle that hides from God. If you are disobedient from the word of God, if you are always hiding, yes, you are in the church, but you are hiding. You are in the church, you are, you are, you are disobedient towards God, you are disobedient to what God is saying to you, you are disobedient towards God's word. If you are like that, you will never, ever pray. God does not love churchgoers. God is looking for a relationship with him. God wants us to be obedient. Be obedient. Be obedient to God's word. Hallelujah. Number two, over, number four, number four, overconfidence in yourself. Why are others not praying? It's because you, you have overconfidence in yourself. You believe in yourself. You believe that everything that you do is because of your strength, is because of your skill, is because of your hard work. It's because of your own favor. It's because of you're connected. It's because you're born in the right place, uh, born with the right people. Let me tell you, let me tell you, you're fooling yourself. You are fooling yourself. Don't be overconfident about yourself. You need God. God is life, Bazalon. God is life. God is life. And one thing that God hates is pride. So if we are praying, if we actually, if we are not praying as the children of God, it's a sign of pride to say, Lord, I don't need you. I can do things by myself. And that's why we end up doing things carnally. We end up doing, you know, carnal arguments. We end up, uh, you know, entertaining carnal things because 
we, we, we are about ourselves. It's about me. It's about what I can do. It's about my achievement. God has no place. Yes, I am saved. Yes, I'm going to heaven. But I, I don't need God because I'm skilled, because I, I'm wisdom, because I'm learned. I've got degrees, you know, uh, because I'm, uh, my work sustains me. I, work, I worked hard for this. But let me tell you, God can take everything just like that. God can take that wisdom just like that. God can take that job just like that. God can take that house just like that. God can take your connections just like that. And ultimately, God can just take your life to show you that you are not in control. You need God. You need God. More often than not, we have structural problems. We struggle with issues related with busyness. This is one uh, uh, area where uh, it's, it, 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 it has really got hold of the children of God. Why they are not praying? They are busy. Children of God are busy. Those who are not saved, they have time to go to their inyangas. They have time to pour those souls outside their houses. They have time to go and consult. They have time to go to the mountains and do their rituals. And we complain about those things. But we don't do our own ritual because we are living uh, uh, in a modern life. In a modern life, we are busy. I'm busy with my assignments. I'm busy with my work. I'm busy with all those things. I don't have time uh, uh, for God. As long as, I, as long as I'm living, as long as my children are okay, I continue to live. You know. We have difficulty in finding a daily period of time that is immune to interruption. You have to make time that is immune to interruption time to pray. Pastor Ron, we are going to die one day. Sooner or later, we are going to die. And God is going to ask you about his relationship with him. The only way you can have a consistent relationship is by talking to him. So we have to make prayer as part of our habits, as part of your daily program. You know, we have difficulty in quieting our minds that are so full of the pressures and the demands, you know, and are placed, these things are placed upon us and, and, and they, they, they hurry our pace, you know, uh, of which our lives uh, moves. You know, so our lives are moving in a fast pace. And in that fast pace, there is no God. You know, we struggle with the issue of discipline. Discipline and how to pray. Muslims are disciplined. Even on Fridays when it is 12 o'clock, they close their shops. We criticize them. But they are disciplined in their discipline. But as the children of God, we are not disciplined. When you call prayer, only five people will come. People don't want to pray. People want signs and wonders. They want miracles. It is time for us to grow. It is time for us to pray. We have to stand in the gap for this world. This is what God has said. God did not save you for you. He has saved you for others. Now, Luke 11, verse one says, Luke 11 verse 1 says, Now it came to pass 
as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. I believe that this is really what most of us should be after. The importance of praying. This is what we should be seeking now. To say, Lord, how can we pray? You know, this was the key that Jesus had a relationship with the Father. And if you want to have a relationship with God, there's no any other key. The key is not just attending uh, church services, but the key of the relationship, the foundation of your relationship with God is prayer. Acts chapter 2 verse 42 says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of the bread and in prayers. So the early church was founded in prayer, did not uh, 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 neglect the importance of prayer. You know. So to continue steadfastly, it means to persevere. Sometimes you don't feel like praying, but you have to force yourself. You know, it means to give constant attention. You know, uh, to, to to a thing. You know, to adhere, to be devoted, not to faint. Hey, to show oneself courageous. You know, to be constant in readiness to do something continually. Hey, it means to even at times. Life is heavy, but you have to say, I've got to pray. Sometimes you don't feel like praying, but you, you have to say, I've got to pray. Sometimes your body is sick, but you have to say, I've got to pray. Sometimes you are down and discouraged by, 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 by Christians, you've got to pray. Yes, I know they've gossiped about you, but you've got to pray. Things are not going your way. You've got to pray. You've been praying for something for so many years, but it does not stop you. Continue to pray. The Bible says, pray without ceasing. Hey, where are the people who will pray without ceasing? God is not looking for complainers. He's looking for people who will be consistent and who will continue and have habits to pray. Hey, whether things are going their way or not, they are praying. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The Bible says, even when it was hot, even when they were putting them in their fire, they did not talk about the fire. They did not mention the fire. They did not gossip about the fire. They did not talk about the, the temperature of the fire. But they continued to pray. You know, to, to pray. Where are the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego of today? Who will say we will not bow down? The situation is not favorable, but we are going to pray. The, 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 the environment is not favorable, but we are going to pray. We are inside COVID-19. People are dying. We are going to pray. People are getting sick. We are going to to pray. I am sick. I'm going to pray. I've lost one of my families, but I'm going to pray. My body is weak, but I'm going to pray. 
My children are disobedient, but I am going to pray. My marriage is about to break, but I am going to pray. I've lost my job, but I'm going to pray. Where are the Christians and the children of God who will pray against all odds? It says the early church, they've devoted themselves to prayer. In the midst of the persecution, some of them were cut into half. Some were crucified upside down. Some were bent. Some were guillotined. Their hairs were cut off. But they did not give up. But they did not talk about the enemy. But they talked about their God. Don't tell God about, uh, 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 you know, just about the situations and mama about what's happening in your situations. But tell your problems about your God who is greater, who is more than enough. Where are the Meshach? Where are the Daniels who were thrown in the dungeon but they did not complain? But they did not talk about uh, they betrayed me. They did not talk about their situation. They prayed to God. It says even when they put him in the den of the lions, Daniel continued to pray. Barcelona, when we come to church or do anything, we've come to pray. There's no time for gossip. There's no time to talk about the weather. There's no time to talk about certain things that are happening. We have to pray. Where are the people who have been called to pray? Where are the children of God who will stand in the gap and start praying? We are where we are now because there are no people who are standing in the gap and praying for our nation. It is time to pray. I will end it up here today. I just want to make an, an altar call. Maybe you are you're lukewarm. Maybe you're too busy. You can't pray. Maybe you, you, you don't find a quiet time. But I want to say to you, dedication to prayer, it's something that you plan. And let me tell you, anything that you want in life, if you want it, you will make time for it. Everything that you value in life, you will make time for it. We are not making time for prayer because we don't value prayer. And yet we say we are the children of God. Let me tell you, the foundation of Christianity is prayer. And once you start praying, you will see God starting to move things. Why is God not moving things? Because we are complaining, not praying. I want us to repent this morning. God is not just speaking to you, he's also speaking to me. That it is time to pray. Value prayer. Have a schedule. Let it be part of your plan of the day, plan of the week, plan of the month. That there must be time for me to pray. And I'm telling you, you'll be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You will get in the fire, but it will not burn you. You'll be like Daniel. 
you'll get into the lion of uh, a, a den of lions, but they will not eat you because you are prayerful. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you for your grace and for your loving kindness. That you are able and you are more than enough. Father, at time, we cannot pray because we are facing challenges. Because our mind is not in the right state. Because we are so busy with things of work, busy with family, busy with all else. And we put prayer at the back. Father, forgive us. We repent as a church. That we will devote our lives to prayer just like the early church. Forgive us, mighty God, for not praying. We repent. Father, I pray for every church, every leader, every Christian, that they will rise for such a time like this and start praying. Then we'll start to see signs and wonders. We will walk in miracles. We will walk in hope, in victory, in healing. In faith, we thank you, mighty God. Search my heart. Search our hearts, Lord, from every sin and make us whole, mighty God. Remove the very sin that makes us not to pray. Some of us are discouraged. And maybe we're thinking this gospel is not working. Maybe that's what you're thinking. But let me tell you, try God. Start praying. Start allocating time to pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name that you're able and you're more than enough. Forgive us and we declare, mighty God, that we will stand in prayer in everything that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. I love you so much. May God bless you and protect you. And have a beautiful week. I declare the blood of Jesus Christ that it will cover you. It will cover your children. Cover your house. And nothing shall come near your dwelling. Even if COVID-19 touches you, it will not kill you. You will not die before your time. We're standing cheeky in the word of God in faith. That we shall live to see the goodness of the land. You shall live to see the goodness of the land. Just a reminder, we are praying every day. Um, if you are able to access, uh, you know, WhatsApp, we are posting messages. If you can't, uh, just read on our items that we are posting on our social media and, and pray with us wherever you are. But every day uh, um, from half past six, uh, to, to, to half past seven, we are praying on Zoom meetings. Uh, you know, you're, wherever you are, make some time to pray. Have a blessed day. May God cover you with his blood. May he save you for his greatness. God has a plan with your life. So continue to pray. I'm praying for you for the week that you are covered. And we have made this declaration to say, from here, no one is going to die at AFM Akasi. We are declaring that no one is going to die from COVID-19. I am not going to bury anyone from here on. 
And I've, I've spoken to God to say, I'm not going to bury anyone. Nobody's going to die from COVID-19. Keep yourself safe. Continue to pray. Blessings.